Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Reasonably Real. This is one of your hosts, Deadite Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is... Maniac Mike. Jigsaw Jody. And Magnificent Motley. We're glad to have you. And uh, today we're talking about our most anticipated movies of 2020. And uh, it'll be an interesting show. Uh, I think we all try to do movies, you know, with their own unique spins to them. And uh, we'll get steady Steve's list in there because uh, he's not so steady anymore. He doesn't doesn't show up to these things anymore. (laughs) But uh, we'll get his list in there either way. Uh, But before we do that... We're going to do what we've been watching, as usual. Maniac Mike, what have you been watching? Uh, I haven't got to watch too much stuff. Uh, I'm still working like 10 and 11 hour shifts at work. So I sleep and work. Um, But uh, last Sunday night, I did watch Homeward Bound. I don't know why I watched that, but it was on TV or something. Uh, And it's a great movie. So uh, it's one from uh, my childhood that... Still stands the test of time, you know. Two dogs and a cat uh, go on an adventure across the country to find their their owners. Uh, I think it's on uh, Disney Plus right now, but uh, it's a good movie. It's an eight out of ten. Uh, and then Shutter finally put a movie on called The Pit, and uh, it's one that I've been wanting to watch for a long time. Um, and it's kind of hard to see. It's not anywhere else. And there's, I think, only one DVD release of it. Uh, it's 1981. And it's essentially about a kid that uh, feeds people to these monsters in a hole. And at the awesome. direction of his teddy bear. <clears throat> I freaking then, love this film. <laughs> he's, also a little, he's also a little perv. Yeah, he is. Um, like, he, uh, he makes a lewd phone call to a a teacher and makes her like strip so he can take pictures of her and stuff in front of the window. I mean, it's, it's kind of a twisted and messed up movie. Um, but it is pretty entertaining and it has this odd sense of horrific things are happening, but it's through the lens of a child. So you get that like childlike wonder mm-hmm. and that comes through. Makes it creepy. Really? It yeah, really does. Right. Uh, it's super uncomfortable, super creepy, and uh, I definitely recommend it. It probably is only for horror fans, uh, but I give this movie a 7 out of 10. I definitely recommend it. It does have some boring parts, especially towards you know the beginning to the middle of the movie, but once you really figure out what's going on, and um, it, 
it's very uncomfortable to watch. Uh, so 7 out of 10, definitely recommend it. It's on Shudder. Check it out. I didn't know they added it to Shudder. I, yep. I, had, uh, I, I know I have the Kino Lorber release of it, um, but I didn't know it was on, on Shudder or anything. So that's good yep. to know for sure. Um, and then I also watched another Shudder film, the, uh, the 2020 edition of Castle Freak. Mm, I was interested in what you thought of this one. I'll be totally honest. Until the last, like, 20 minutes, I hated this movie. Oh, yeah, I'm down with that. I, I agree. <laughs> Absolutely hated this movie. Uh, the characters hated them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was super slow. Mm-hmm. Just uh, like the original. I, I think it's yeah. pretty much the original film. Well, I like the I liked the characters in the first one. I didn't. Uh, a little bit better. But this one, because it had that kind of teenage humor and dialogue that if not done right can really annoy me but then uh the ending had some violence and some gore and uh kind of a twist to what we would have expected out of a castle freak remake Mm -hmm. um that i won't go into but the end did have some redeemable features for me did Um, you stick around for the after credits scene yes yeah yeah, that was, um, that's a very interesting. <laughs> yeah, and that I'm kind of lumping that in with the ending, and I'm just like, you know, whereas the original Castle Freak was boring as well, and kind of a, a by-the-book kind of uh, horror movie, this one, it was too until the end. It um, And I wish I could go into a, kind of a slight spoiler, but I don't want to, because this one really do, is a little bit different than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I, all I'll say is it does play into its source material better than the first one does. Um, so I, I gave Castle Freak a five out of 10 because for the first 50 minutes to an hour, I hated this movie. Um, and it was probably going to be like a one or a two out of 10. But uh, the ending, it, it saved it for me. So I, I say 2020's Castle Freak is 5 out of 10. Um, it's worth a watch, but uh, go in hesitant. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, I think it's an ad, admirably... That, that's kind of where, I guess, my extra point bump came from with mine. Is It's at, it's at least an admirable effort to the yeah. Castle Freak genre. It's yep. not perfect by any means. But if you like these types of movies, check it out. Yep, I agree. So uh, that's all I've watched this week. I'm I'm rewatching the the series Sons of Anarchy, but that's only to go to bed at night. So that's all I've watched. All right, uh, Jigsaw Jody, what have you been watching this week? I started out with a movie called Cutthroat City. It was directed by, and I still to this day don't know if you're supposed to say RZA or RZA or whatever from Wu Tang Clan. He directed it. It's about uh, the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina and the effect of crime on New Orleans after that, but I, I couldn't really get into it. Um, I gave it a 4 out of 10. The next, I watched a Netflix movie called The Life Ahead, in which uh, Sophia Loren plays a woman who takes in children off the street. And there's a little boy who is a thief, and she didn't want to take him in at first, but then they end up bonding. That was pretty good. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Next, I watched Girl with 
Bella Thorne and Mickey Rourke is billed as a horror movie. It's not at all. It's like a, a crime drama. It's the only thing scary about it was Mickey Rourke's plastic surgery face. Mm. <laughs> but she, you know, the cover of it is, you know, it's billed as like a revenge horror. Uh, it's got Bella Thorne holding an axe. Um, and she does have an axe or a hatchet, I guess I should say. It's the smaller hatchet. So she's got this hatchet, but she goes back to her childhood home to kill her dad. But when she gets there, he's already dead. And that's not a spoiler. That's pretty early on. Um, and then she wants to take revenge on the people who killed her dad, even though she went there to kill her dad. Yeah, this, this sounds not good. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, it's so bad. Uh, I gave it a five out of ten, and that's only because we had a good time almost laughing at it. If you wanted, if you want a good laugh, go back and watch that, and then play MC Mickey Rourke from the from the game Rogue Warrior, <laughs> uh, a weird, obscure, double A budget game that came out where at the very end of the game because mickey rourke voice acted in it they sampled a bunch of the lines from the game to create a rap song with mickey rourke's voice so if you want a good laugh definitely check that out (laughs) oh my gosh i have to totally (laughs) and then i watched very coincidentally i had no idea they were going to have a similar theme but elijah woods come to daddy on amazon prime and it's also about him returning to his his childhood home to see his estranged father and all kinds of weirdness happens and that was wild and fantastic i gave that an eight out of ten next i watched benjamin it's a british gay romance film it's about a film director who falls in love with a french club singer um but it's kind of a quirky mumble corey kind of thing so it was not wasn't bad um i guess it's the guy two guys from I was reading up on this is two guys from the show Merlin on BBC, which I've never watched, but I guess it was a big deal that because people, I guess, have been shipping these people for years and then now they are like that in a movie. So like there's a lot of like fandom behind this movie that I didn't know about when I put it on. Um, let's see. There was Game Over on Joe Bob. Uh, I still have the second one to watch, too. I think it's Christmas Evil. I've been savoring these because I know it's not till April till we get more Joe Bob. So I'm just kind of spacing them out. Um, and then, for whatever reason, I ended up watching all in one setting, pretty much, the Netflix Night Stalker series. And I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's really, really good, but I'm, I'm kind of a sensitive person. And, you know, I was thinking about the real-life ramifications of what I was watching, and that it's not a movie. It is a real thing that happened to these real people. And thinking about how... The whole city was terrorized for over a hundred days mm-hmm. in real life and summer it happened summer of 85 and i was eight years old and back i remember specifically that summer back to the future came out and that was the thing that i was all about that whole summer so like like i'm just this kid playing outside watching movies playing atari everything's great and then there's kids in los angeles being kidnapped and and tortured and assaulted so just really like like you know what you you know going back to school in the fall like what did you do oh i went to back to the future three times and this that the other these other kids just it just broke my heart and i had i had a hard time sleeping and then for whatever reason i put on because it said suggested for you and it's on the challenge list i went ahead and watched american murder family next door right after that oh Mm. so yeah i didn't know what that was about man 
Mm-hmm. I do. Well, I decided that today, because this this was yesterday, I decided that today I'm going to watch Shark Boy and Lava Girl and We Can Be Heroes. Two Calvins. <laughs> I know that's about like totally <laughs> as opposite as you can get, but I don't know. I don't know if I could recommend that one either. <laughs> well, you know, my girls, we summer of 2005 when we uh, Shark Boy came out, like that was a big big deal for our family back in the day. My kids were excited. We we went and saw that in 3D. So, That's cool, so there's some ha- sure. there's some happy memories with my girls involved in that. So, I have I have a pretty high tolerance for especially Robert Rodriguez's like kids movies. So you know how he alternates his hard R movies with these kids movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been doing I, that for like a decade and a half, pretty much. So. Yeah. And yeah, I then, hear you on the crime documentaries, though. I, I generally stay mm-hmm. away from them because I I'm pretty sensitive to real world violence. Is I could watch the most extreme horror as long as it's fake but there's a fine line to me i just i don't sometimes i wonder what good it actually does to know about these stories and continue Mm -hmm. to discuss them and glorify them of these real world stories you know because i wonder like what good that actually does to society like does it do us any good to discuss these people and continue to give them the spotlight that they always wanted so so I, I usually avoid them because of like moral reasons, but I watch the occasional one. I might have to check this one out. Same. I prefer a good Tiger King. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair. fair enough. <laughs> and then the last two things is I watched a documentary on Amazon Prime called Game Master about tabletop gaming. It's one of my personal hobbies that I love a lot. Um, they take four different game developers and kind of walk through the process of how their game de- got developed. Uh, one of them was Exploding Kittens. Uh, how the phenomenon that was just a small, like very small intended Kickstarter kind of game, like blew up like crazy. And then there's people who have, you know, probably really good games that are struggling to get their game made. Uh, there's one that's featured in the film. It's called Arranged. It's made by a Pakistani woman who refuses to allow herself to be put into an arranged marriage and she made a whole board game about trying to escape arranged marriage it's actually the car she was showing some of the cards in the game and they're pretty hilarious and i'm probably when the game is available in the states i'm gonna buy it just to support it and she's back in the states and she's gonna develop more games but yeah so game master on amazon prime i gave that an eight out of ten i recommend that and then the last thing we watched was one night in miami which is as everybody's already said before me like incredible so powerful and moving and fantastic performances and i give that a nine out of ten and that's it for me all right magnificent motley what have you been watching okay well i started off my two weeks of watching by first watching soul i know everybody else in this has seen everybody else in here has seen this but i finally got to watch it i gave it a nine out of ten i really really did like it um just really soulful really moving to me the kind of the beginning is kind of slow but I watched it with my girlfriend and my stepson, and they both loved it. They thought, you know, especially my girlfriend said, you know, once it gets going, she really liked it. Um, once it set everything in place and everything happened, it was really, really good. Really enjoyed it. Gave it a 9 out of 10. Um, I then watched, finally, The Old Guard, which Charlize Theron. Oof, is this movie trash. Oh, I do not like this film at all. I thought I might like it, and then I started watching it, and I just... It didn't click with me, none of it, you know, the action, I thought the action would at least be really good, you know, and I really didn't care for the action either. I mean, they're okay, but it's too far in between with the action scenes. Um, 
So, I mean, just to me, none of this was really good. I gave it a 4 out of 10. I then watched Gretel and Hansel because you had talked about it last time, Dave, on our last podcast. So I decided to check it out this time. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's kind of, it's very, it's very creepy. I mean, it really is. It's very, it's very eerie feeling, very creepy. And I really liked it. I thought it was, I thought it did it really well. I thought it had a point. I thought it, you know, it, you knew what it was from the beginning, what it was going to be kind of, and that's the kind of, you know, kind of horror um, films that I like in it, you know, it, it definitely creeped me out by the end of it. I was definitely very much in a surreal, you know, experience. And also the camera work, the cinematography are all amazing you, in it. You've seen the other Oz Perkins films, right? Uh, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. And then, uh, and then uh, of course the black coat's daughter, they're both really good. Now, yeah. Now I had seen the black coat's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did those, um, as well, but I am the pretty thing that lives in the house is another Netflix original. It's his slowest work. But another just gorgeously filmed movie. I, I love yeah, this dude's movies. Uh, mm-hmm. He he makes these really. I love his art cinema. He, he makes cinema the way I want him want people to. You know, like <laughs> I know that yeah. sounds bad, but I love no, these but, movies. That yeah, these types it, of atmosphere. And to me, these are my type of horror films: the slow, the you know, the story based, the you know. The kind of like you said, kind of like the you know the slow, the plotting, the story based. Those are all the ones I like. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's just how I really like. Them. I didn't. I don't think I like Black Coast Starter as much as you guys did, but that is one that I still like just because of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, I then watched for the first time Enter the Dragon with old Bruce Lee. Um, it is cheesy as all get out, but man, it really is amazing. And uh, I love the action scenes. The story's just cut and dry, you know. And to me, it's, you know, if it wasn't for this film, I don't think we would have as many as we do now. Um, you know, especially because if you've never seen his uh, 30 for 30 about Bruce Lee from ESPN, it's really a telling sign because, you know, this is kind of the film that they they kind of didn't want it to get made, Hollywood didn't. And uh, didn't want it to become a big hit, and it did anyway. So, you know, very good 10 out of 10. It's a classic, you know, especially for martial arts films. Um I then watched One Night in Miami. Um, I was very much looking forward to this film. Um, it had a lot of great actors. The premise I liked, you know, it was Regina King is directing it, you know. Very excited. Definitely held up. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Everybody in this film is amazing. I really think the guy that played um, Malcolm X um, and the kid that played um, Muhammad Ali are both the kind of stars of this film. I mean, um, Aldous Hodges is great as Jim Brown, and so is Leslie Odom as um sammy sam cook but everybody in this has great chemistry they all work well it's a very telling story very very much a it plays both sides it doesn't you know just tell it cut and dry you know this is wrong this is right it definitely goes you know i love the tension in the group mm-hmm. that's what i really like about it and all this hodges i think is just a star i mean that that dude ah. i mean i can't wait for him to be in everything in hollywood i know he's gonna be in black adam um, I'm really excited for everything he does, but, um, if Regina, Cor- Regina King keeps making films like this, I'm definitely on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I hear you. I'll get, I'll get to this one too. I, I did get yeah. check it out. Yeah. Um, I then watched Aaron Brockovich for the first time, the Julia, Julia Roberts movie, um, with, uh, Steven Soderbergh. Um, really, really great film. You know, I've heard some people talk about this, but it's not, I know it's known for her winning the Oscar, 
and everything, but I hadn't really ever heard a lot of things about this, and I really liked it. Um, I think I'm more given 8 out of 10. I know on Letterboxd I gave it 9 out of 10, but it's more of an 8 out of 10. I really liked it. Um, her performance is great. Slow story. And I really liked it. Um, I then watched um, Goodfellas for the first time. I haven't been able to review this yet, but I did watch Goodfellas. Um, just a classic, man. I This movie's great. Robert De Niro, Joe Pecci, um, they're all amazing in this film. Um, just a great, you know, gangster story with great payoffs. I, I would give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and then this morning, right before I came on, I watched for the first time Little Nicky. The Adam Sandler movie, I've never seen that before. I just, it was on Netflix, and I was like, you know, I've never seen it, maybe I should try it. And I thought it was one of his earlier ones, I didn't know it came out in 2000. Um, I thought it was one of his 90s ones. But it was it was funny for what it was, there were some good parts, some bad parts, some, you know. An Adam Sandler movie, some of it fell short, some of it didn't, so, I mean. I'd probably end up giving it probably a 6 out of 10, maybe a 7. It's good. It's not great. It's not one of his better ones, but you know, it's it's somewhere in the middle. It's somewhere, you know, it's I just in there. Like when they shove pineapples up Hitler's ass. Yes, that 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 was so hilarious, and I like how he first pulls out the little small one, and he's like, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, like I like that little. Whenever they do stuff like that in the movie, I think it's really good. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's about it. I also watched the first two episodes of Wandavision, and those are. Um, something else. Um, no, I mean, a lot of people don't like it. I personally liked them, and I'm more excited to see what comes next. Um, I think so, people are on crack. I think this is a great show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, see, I don't, mm, like, because I know a lot of critics are saying, like, oh, it's the best, you know, TV show that's going to come out in 2021. Like, I, I wouldn't go that far. I do really like it, and I love it, and I love the, you know, um, Love the atmosphere that it's in and the little hints it keeps giving, but not giving you too much. But yeah, I, I would tell people definitely stick with it. I see more better to come in the future. I see it being a slow burn. I don't and know. I would I say think what I've seen is some of the most exciting stuff for me. For me, anyway. I mean, to a certain degree, I could see audiences being alienated a little bit if they're not familiar with what the these this movie is or this this show is actually based off of. But the amount of sheer mm-hmm. references to these classic sitcoms oh, yeah. is amazing. Like it, it's a, a really well-made show, and there's a ton of callbacks and references. Um, I love the style, um, mm-hmm. and I love the. It's almost a puzzling kind of show at times, where it keeps you guessing. You know. Yeah, and, and that is something I like about it. Is like I said, it keeps giving you small hints, but not not enough to fully figure out what's going on. Um, so I do really like that. Um, from what I've read from reviews so far from people that seen episode three, they said it definitely starts getting more hints and more, you know, stuff going on. So, I mean, I, yeah, I would say people, if you're watching the first two episodes and you thought, you know, this isn't really for me, just keep watching it, you know, to see how it plays out. You know, it's, I think it's a uh, 12 episodes. So, I mean, at least I would say get to episode six and then decide if it's for you or not. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, so that's what I've been watching. Fair enough. All right, I've got gotten through a good number of them. Uh, my number, um, my number one kind of movie that I started with was "Don't Listen" on Netflix. Probably 
also known as Don't Breathe. If my dad was talking about Don't Breathe, um, this would be the title he would say. Um, <laughs> but, but either way, uh, I didn't like it very much. I've seen some decent reviews for it that um, they enjoyed it a little bit more than I did, but which I, I understand. But uh, this one just didn't really grab me all that much, but I could see the some merits here, here and there. And there were some moments that were pretty neat. So I give it a 5 out of 10. I, I don't think it's essential viewing by any means. Um, next up, I watched uh, The Prom, which was a Ryan Murphy film. Uh, Ryan Murphy does a lot of interesting movies and television shows. Um, this one had a good story, and I think that the idea was good. I, I didn't love all of the characters, really. Uh, I just think that some of it wasn't just all that interesting, really. And the musical numbers here are really flat. Um, I mean, they're good, but they're... If you think in your head of what a musical, like like the music in a musical would be, like the stereotypical music, this is what you would think of, exactly. Like, there's no real surprises. It's uh, just kind of run-of-the-mill type stuff here. So I, I didn't hate it, but it, it is, you know, only really for musical fans. Uh, Case 39, this had... Um, well, I, I remember watching this movie back in the day when it first came out when these kind of like low budget, you know, horror straight to DVD movies were the norm. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I didn't care too much for it. Um, it's kind of kind of kind of bad in a way, um, but it's nothing terrible. I, I see why this is probably high on the Netflix watch list, because I don't know, I, I think. I think there's just becoming a big rift in movie viewers where, like, Netflix has created this rift of, like, some people who, like, like a certain type of movie that Netflix just kind of caters to. This really, like, be, like, low-effort type movie ideas. And, I mean, that's fine if you enjoy that stuff. It's just becoming increasingly, you know, more aware to me that that stuff's just not for me at all. <laughs> um Next up is The Grizzlies. Uh, this one was good. It's actually a lacrosse sports film uh, recommended to me by uh, Steady Steve, and I did enjoy it, I, surprisingly. I've, I've never been much of a lacrosse fan. Um, I, but, frankly, it's an admirable sport, and it kind of goes into the history of it and why it was created. So it, definitely worth watching for sports movie fans. Uh, good stuff. I'll have to watch this. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, I on, I'll have to watch it. It is on Netflix. Um, it's, oh, okay. it's from 2018. It's worth watching for sure. It's a, it's a good one. And then uh, next up, I checked out To the Bone. Uh, I'd never seen this one. Um, it's pretty good um, in a lot of ways. I think it's got some moments where you're like, oh, oh, man. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I think people that have watched this already kind of know what I'm talking about with that. Uh, good movie. Very sad, you know, stuff. But, but definitely wanted to be, you know, worth checking out. And then I finally got around to the theater to see Promising Young Woman. Um, it made it to Festus, so I checked it out, and uh, I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. Um, it was really well written. Uh, the acting was just superb, and, and the cinematography and the overall style of this movie are the highlights here, too. Um, this is not your typical revenge movie, um, so don't go into this thinking it is. The, some of the trailers or the box art might make you think that it might be. Um, so if, if you're going into it thinking it's going to be, you know, this type of I spit on your grave type thing, it's not. Um, mm. It's not that at all. 
Um, which is a good thing because, uh, frankly, this movie's on its own. It, it does its own thing, and I think it's a powerful story. Um, my only real beef with it is the one that I, I knew walking out of that theater. I turned to Maddie and I go, I think that ending is going to divide people because of, I think its intentions were good, but I think that ending in the end could be taken the wrong way by some people. Um, or, or not necessarily the wrong way, just a way to, to you know, interpret it. And uh, sure enough, I looked on Letterboxd, and, and the ending was the divisive point among people. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, just be aware of it. I loved it, though. I, I thought the movie was good. I think the ending could have been better, but I didn't hate it. I, th- I thought it wrapped up fairly well. Um, and overall, I think this is one of the best movies of the year, period. Um, definitely one checking out. I, I hope this gets Oscar attention. I really do. It's uh, one of the most interesting movies of the year. Uh, checked out Mech's Reload and the Nether Blasters based upon uh, Jigsaw Jody's recommendation. Uh, it was a good time. I, I didn't hate it. Uh, some cool cameos. It's kind of a bog standard story at this point with these types of, you know, uh, retro throwback type movies. It felt very similar to a lot of them, but this one at least separated itself. It seemed like I had a big, big, big enough budget to be interesting and uh, worth checking out. Watched a movie called Herself. Uh, an Amazon original. They pumped out a bunch of them all of a sudden at the end of the year. Um, this is another one, and uh, it's good. It's about a kind of a mother who escapes a you know abusive relationship, and unfortunately the guy keeps you know just terrorizing her life. You know, and uh, it's it's a story about her you know rightfully you know trying to get complete custody of her kids like in a in a bad situation and. Uh, and uh, it's a great film. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And then uh, next up, I got a screening uh, for Minari, uh, thanks to Real Spirituality and uh, A24. And uh, I love this movie uh, very much. There was a cool, uh, they did a cool Q&A afterwards that I think helped out the movie too. Because um, they actually talked about the like, uh, you know, the Christian angle of this film. Because there's actually quite a bit of the spirituality in the movie discussed in an interesting way it's not a christian film but it it deals with the topic fairly interestingly and uh it's pretty neat because everyone's pretty religious on the that worked on the movie and they put it in into it in an interesting way and kind of had a cool discussion with it but overall the movie itself oh yeah this should probably get best picture like of all of the best picture nominees i've seen this should be it um i i think um steven ewan was phenomenal in the in the movie i mean the acting across the board was amazing it's funny it's charming it's heartwarming and it feels wholesome in a great way and in a year where so many of these types of like oscar contender movies have this kind of bittersweet or, or just dark tone to them this is a very light movie in a lot of ways and uh it's phenomenal it's a must-watch movie when it comes out so uh don't miss it um don't let this one slip you by. It, it, it's a must-see. I give it a 10 out of 10. Uh, one Night in Miami I watched. And uh, I agree. It's a good film. I did find this one a bit slow. I'll be I'll be uh, honest with that. Uh, but, I mean, the performances are great. You know, the set designing is just very good. I, I think this could get some Oscar attention if it came out in the right time. I think this one came out right at the fraction of the end of the year. Um Although, as far as I know, it's technically released now, but who knows with these types of movies anymore. They just they just put on a release date of whenever they want it to be um, for its Oscar contention, and, and who cares whenever people can watch it anymore. 
Um, but either way, it's a good movie. Uh, next up, I watched Nemesis. Uh, good, you know, B sci-fi action film. Yeah, me and Steady Steve need to check this one out. Uh, Deep Star Six. I went around and rewatched it. I was a bit disappointed in it. Found it pretty slow, uh, but you know it's aquatic horror, so I still liked it. And uh, last but not least, Synchronic. I checked out. This is Adam and Moorhead's new film. And if you're not aware of those directors, you should be. Uh, they've made Spring Resolution, The Endless. Uh, love these guys. They're making some of the most unique. Uh, science fiction slash horror films in the uh, in the game right now. They're very exciting filmmakers and um, doing things with their budget that very few can do. And uh, this movie's great, um, just phenomenal. It's an interesting story where basically um, there's a drug going around called Synchronic, and you follow two EMTs who um, one of which is uh, diagnosed with a, a terminal illness, and basically. Um, he, uh, the, the drug that's going around, uh, around the city basically fiddles with time. And I don't really want to spoil it, why, like what it does, because that's one of the interesting revelations in the movie. But it's a science fiction movie in that aspect. So it's very interesting. And uh, one that really is a must watch movie, uh, has some great acting and performances. And a truly great story. Uh, it's got great mixes of horror, uh, just sudden impacts of creepy imagery and stuff. Like a couple times I just looked over at my wife was like, okay, this is this is just straight up scary. Like I, I was like, that's freaky looking. And uh, But no, I, it's 100% worth watching. And if you haven't seen uh, Moorhead and Benson's movies, you're, do, you're really doing yourself a dis disservice. They really are some of the most exciting filmmakers. In and I have not, Dave, so let me ask, where could I watch this Synchronic at? Uh, Synchronic, it's a brand new movie. Um, I, had to I had to buy this one on Fandango okay. now. Um, but I know Spring, Resolution, and The Endless are available around. They're not super easy to get a hold of. Um, I have most of them. I think I don't have Resolution, but I know I have Spring and The Endless. Um, Isn't the endless on Netflix? It may be. I I know I watched it when it first came out too. I, I yeah. bought it, and uh, me and Steady Steve both really liked it. It's a cult movie, and each each of their movies deal with time, but it's how they deal with it. it they all feel super unique. Like Spring is a weird like body horror movie. Um, like Resolution's almost a survival film, and then the endless is a straight up like cult movie. Yeah, the endless um, is good. Yeah, it, it's really good. And this is a must-watch movie. Check it out for sure. Like I said, these guys really are making some interesting interesting cinema. I'd, I'd love to discuss this movie uh, with you guys. So uh, check it out. It's synchronic. Yeah, I'll have to find it somewhere to watch. All right, and that is it for, for me. Uh, before we get into our feature topic, uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Reasonably Real. It was brought to my attention that I said 2020 releases. We're talking about 2021. It's a new year. <laughs> Time to talk about some new films. Uh, I'm terrible about doing that. I, I'm always stuck in the last year for the first couple months. And then by the time I get used to it, it changes on me again. So uh, I guess I'm a little bit slow sometimes. Uh, but it's all good. We're talking about 2021 anticipated films lists. And uh, it'll be a good time for sure. And before we get into our typical order of going one at a time, we're going to blast through our honorable mentions. And uh, Mike, I'm going to have you start off with a couple honorable mentions. My, uh, my honorable mentions are just a few of them that I'm really looking forward to, and that's uh, the Uncharted movie uh, with uh, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, 
Uh, hopefully that's really cool. Uh, a Quiet Place 2, uh, that got pushed back to 2021. Hopefully that's pretty cool. Um, and I'm all in for this movie, and that's Top Gun. I, I really want to see this movie. Uh, it looks amazing. And with digging into how some of it was filmed, um, this should, like, visually be an amazing movie. Um, the new Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, I'm excited to see a rated R Mortal Kombat. And uh, Candyman, another movie that got pushed to 2021. Uh, those are my honorable mentions. Uh, some pretty good stuff. Definitely. I agree. Uh, Jigsaw Jody, what are your honorable mentions? I had these as honorable mentions because I just feel really uncertain about the release date. But that would be the James Bond movie, No Time to Die. The Spider-Man 3 movie. That looks like it could be the most epic thing of all time or very overkill <laughs> with all the people that are going to be in it, supposedly. And then, of course, uh, Dune would be on my list. But again, I really am feeling that's going to get pushed back to 2022. So I didn't include it on in my... But uh, I would love to see that in the theaters when, whenever we're available to. So those are my honorable mentions. Yeah, I, I don't know about Dune. That that's a good 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 uh assumption to make. I mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's ready. I don't I don't know. I, I think I think delaying these movies too much will just end up killing them completely. So yeah. if it doesn't come out this year, if like we can't make it to the theaters, I think it might just be time to release it. I know Denis doesn't want to do that, but but some of these movies the hype will completely die down after three years of delays. We see it all the time. Especially yeah. in the game industry. That stuff just it kills the momentum quick. Mm -hmm. so, yep, fair enough and uh, Magnificent Motley what are your honorable mentions um, kind of like Jody said I have a few that I don't think will be coming out this year or um, ones that just I think are pretty going to be great films but not you know anything on my top 5 um, Spider-Man 3 that's another one I have on my list um, Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage that's on my list Mission Impossible 7 um, No Time to Die also and then Deep Water the film with Ben Affleck and uh Ana de Ramas. I didn't know some of those were even coming out, to be quite honest yeah. with you. <laughs> uh, fair enough. So uh, my honorable mentions, I, I always struggle with anticipated movies. Um, I really don't get hyped for a movie until like it's coming out that month. So uh, looking ahead, I, I had to look at some reference points. Um, most of the honorable mentions for me are just movies that I don't know much about, or like you said, are question marks about whether they'll be good. Uh, Last Night in Soho is one uh, that I think is going to be really interesting. Uh, it's Edgar Wright's new film, and it looks to be a psychological horror movie. Uh, but not much more is known. It's got Anya Taylor-Joy, so, I mean, both, of the, both the director and the, the lead actress are going to make me see this movie day one. But uh, whether it'll be good or not is, is the question. Don't Breathe 2. Who the heck knows what that's even going to be, uh, but it's coming out, and I'm excited for it. Army of the Dead, uh, the new Zack Snyder film. I, I love Dawn of the Dead, the remake, and I actually like Zack Snyder's films. Uh, I'm a bit of a, an apologist for him, uh, so I, I'm excited for it. Conjuring 3, again, who knows. Um, Jigsaw 3, um, or the new Jigsaw movie, Spiral. Mm -hmm. um, Spiral, yeah. The Book of mm. Saul, I think is what it's called. I'm pretty excited for that, but again, a lot of question marks. Still don't know much about it. And it's hard for me to get actually anticipated about a movie I don't know anything about. Um, and then No Time to Die. You know, like the, the exact things you guys said is what makes me wonder if this 
what's going to happen with this film. And frankly, it just kind of makes me a little less excited in some way to, to not mm -hmm. have a certainty of like this thing actually happening. So those are my honorable mentions. Um, so we're going to start going uh, from number five, uh, starting with Maniac Mike. What's your number five most anticipated movie? My number five, uh, and I kind of made a joke about this film during our group text last night, uh, but it's directed by Scott Cooper, and that is Antlers. And it is Scott Cooper is why I'm so interested in this film, uh, to see him do a horror movie uh, after some of the, the movies that he's directed and just acted in. I'm hoping that this is going to be really, really good. Uh, some of the trailers and uh, uh, teaser stuff uh, looked good and very interesting. Uh, so I have high hopes for uh, Antlers. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm interested in it for sure. I didn't, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty interested in seeing where this one's going to go. Hopefully it comes out. <laughs> yep. So... All right, Jigsaw Jody, what's your uh, number five most anticipated film? My number five was my number one last year, but it's been toying with my emotions for a year and a half, and that would be Black Widow. Fair enough. I have been waiting and waiting for the return of the MCU, and uh, luckily we got that with WandaVision, and it was too long, and it was so good, and all I can do is like get hyped up again for some good Marvel action in cinemas. And I included this one in the top five, even though I still feel the same uncertainty with the release date. However, at this point, I believe that even if they don't release it in May theatrically, I do believe they will just go ahead and put it on the Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. yep, this is this so is I, one yeah. I think they're done yep. fiddling with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think no matter what, it's going to come out on that May date and be released on Disney Plus the same day. I think that's what they're probably going to go with is the HBO Max route. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's my number five, Black Widow. All right. All right. My num yep. My number five is uh, West Side Story, directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, it's supposed to be released December tenth, twenty twenty one. Um, I kind of expect it to be released in, just because it seems like it's going to be an Oscar push film. But yeah, I mean, it's based on the classic musical. It's you know, it stars Enzel Eggert and it has Steven Spielberg as the director. So yeah, I'm just really excited for this. I mean, I, I honestly didn't know that was coming. So mm -hmm. um, it's going to be interesting to see it nonetheless. Um, well, my my top five list does say a lot about me. These are not going to be what I think might be the best movies, but what I'm most excited for. My number five is Candyman. Uh, in a weird way, I'm almost more interested in seeing this then one that will show up later on my list, another uh, major horror franchise that you might be surprised with. Uh, the reason it's lower is I'm just not sure exactly the quality of the film, and that's part of why I'm excited to see it. I think it could be either amazing or it could be disappointing, but that kind of suspense just kind of has me interested. So my number five is Candyman. Cool. Uh, my number four, and this one is one of those that is up in the air, and that's uh, The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Uh, this was supposed to come out in 2020, uh, supposedly rumored, but we never heard anything about it, and now it's been pushed to 2021. Uh, and it does star um, the main cast in it. It does have Patrick Wilson and uh, Vera Farmiga in it. But uh, if it's as good as some of the, the mainline Conjuring movies, uh, 
this should be really good as well. Uh, and I have high hopes for it. So mm-hmm. hopefully it comes out in 2021. Uh, so that's Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Definitely. Makes sense to me. All right. Jigsaw Jody, what's your number four? My number four is Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. I thought that looked so good. And I was so excited for it. Mm-hmm. And it was just another delay. So um, I've kind of remade uh, it's. I've been going to the theater a lot. It's pretty safe. Usually I'm the only one in there or just a couple other people spread out everywhere. But just about every movie that I go see has a trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I just keep getting more and more hype for it. So that's my number four. Cool. All right. Good deal. What's your number four, Magnificent Molly? My number four is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I'm really excited for this. Just an amazing cast. Uh, you know, the little DC Universe sneak peek they gave us gave me a lot of insight. And I think with James Gunn definitely loving, uh, he's, you know, been known to love DC comics. He said and he loves, especially loves the Suicide Squad stuff and all the different characters. I'm really excited for this. It looks really good from what I've seen. And I'm just, you know, this has always been one that I've really looked forward to. Yeah, I, I can I can hear you on that one for sure. It'll, it'll be a pretty exciting movie to see it come mm-hmm. out for sure. All right, my uh, my number four is strangely enough, it's Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> I am very excited for this movie. I love Ghostbusters. I there hadn't been a Ghostbusters movie that I haven't liked yet. And yeah, I like the remake. Come at me. I don't I don't care. Um, this one looks exciting. Uh, I absolutely adore the series, so I think this one could be a lot of fun, and it looks like they're taking a pretty cool spin on the series, so I'm pumped. I was, this one probably last year, uh, might have been my most anticipated, because some of these are, I figured were going to get delayed, I had thought Ghostbusters was actually going to come out, Um, so that one was pretty disappointing, so that's my number four, uh, most anticipated movie of the year. Alright, my number three, uh, is another movie that got pushed from 2020 into 2021, uh, directed by David Gordon Green, and that's Halloween Kills. Mm. Uh, the first one, or the the first Halloween of this new series and or sequels, whatever you want to call them, uh, was great and a return to form, uh, very enjoyable, uh, have some great personal memories with that film. Um, and hopefully Halloween Kills can uh, live up to some of the hype that you know we're hyping it up and, and maybe some of us have in our head. Um, and I think it will. Uh, I, I think it'll be really good. So uh, my number three is uh, Halloween Kills. Good deal. Jigsaw Jody, what's your next one? My number three is Antlers. Um, I will close my eyes and plug my ears every time the trailer comes on because I don't want to know anything about it. Um, I know it looks like some kind of monster movie, but it's just... uh, I love the poster. The poster's been up at our local cinema for, I don't know, a year and a half now at this point. (laughs) But... Because I think it was supposed to come out last March. But, Mm -hmm. man, it looks just... I can't wait for it. I don't really have much more to add about it, but it just looks phenomenal. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I didn't put this on the list because I figured everyone would have this one. So I I, uh, I just wanted to butt in. Yes, I'm very excited for this film. I just wanted to highlight a couple more that I thought might not be on someone else's list. So, But I was wrong so far. <laughs> so either way. Next up, what's, what's your favorite movie? Next most anticipated movie. 
There you go. Uh, my number three is another musical. It is In the Heights, um, mm-hmm. directed by John M. Chu, based on the um, Broadway-winning mu- musical um, by Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's supposed to come out um, later this year in the summer, and I'm really excited for it. The trailers look great. I'm a big fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda, but I think it just looks amazing and a great musical and um, something that could really cheer up people when they need it. So, I agree. I'm pretty pumped about that one myself. Okay, uh, well, I'm pretty excited for that, and uh, I guess my next one would be Godzilla versus King Kong. That's uh, that's my pick for sure. Um, y'all know me; I, I am down with uh, giant monsters. And another thing, y'all probably may not know about me: I love Adam Wingard, and I love everything he's done. He really—I don't think he's regressed as a director like a lot of people have thought. I actually like his most recent movies for the most part. Um, including Blair Witch, which I thought was just a super underrated movie. Uh, I think he's an interesting filmmaker that's willing to take risks, so I think this is going to be a fascinating film to see what direction it's going to take. And uh, frankly, it's hard to hard to mess up, so that's another good thing about it. It's it's surefire good good time, I'm, I'm sure, unless something real stupid happens. It's pretty hard to mess up two of the most iconic monsters, probably the most iconic monsters in cinema history fighting each other what can go wrong uh, so that's my number three is godzilla versus king kong right on uh my number two is uh it's already been mentioned but it's directed by edgar wright and that's last night in soho um a horror movie directed by edgar wright yes please take all <laughs> my monies um and thankfully not much is known about the film uh, there, there's been some uh, teaser stuff that has been released, some pictures and stuff like that, but not much has been released, uh, and I think that's uh, probably for the for the good on this movie. Um, very excited to see this though. So my number two is Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. All right, good deal. I'm fairly excited about it. I, I would. Definitely, once I know like when it's coming, I would probably be able to be a little bit more hyped up, up about it. But I, I definitely understand why it would be, for sure. All right, Jigsaw Jody, what's next? My number two is actually a little bit of a cheat because it's a trilogy of interwoven films that are being released a month apart, and that is the Fear Street trilogy. Yes. I have over 100 Fear Street books collected on my shelf, on my bookshelf. It's something since the... <laughs> First book came out summer of 89. I've been hooked. I bought them every month for years until it ended. Um, They got ruined in a basement from a basement flood, and I've been recollecting them for a few years, and I've completed my recollection this year. So I'm really stoked. It's my favorite thing from being a teenager is reading scary novels, especially by R.L. Stein, and I've been very excited for this this project which is i think very ambitious but if they pull it off it's going to be awesome so um yeah it's the fear street trilogy on netflix coming this summer and all we've seen so far is a quick clip of a person in a skeleton mask and that was good enough to send me into a hype frenzy so (laughs) i was about to say if anything uh, that's that should probably be enough (laughs) yeah so yeah it's good enough for me i don't even need to see a trailer so I'm hooked already, so my number two is the Fear Street Trilogy. All right, Molly, what's your next one? Uh, mine, me and Mike are on the same wavelengths. My number two is Last Night in Soho. Um, cool. Love Edgar Wright. 
it looks, it, you know, the premise, I mean, even though there's not much said about it, and kind of like Mike said, you know, it's kind of for the best that not too much has been released about it. Um, but the him in it, it's starring Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy and Matt Smith, you know, that's enough for me to, yes, please, I will take this all day long. So, yeah, I'm really excited about it. So last time Soho is my number two. Fair enough. Uh, my number two is Halloween Kills. Of course it is. <laughs> it would have to be. Um, definitely high on the list. I hope this one happens, frankly. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think this is another one that's a surefire one. If, if they don't release it in theaters this year, they're just going to drop it on, on VOD. Um, horror movies are, especially R-rated ones, probably can be very successful using this business model, but I'd very much rather see it in the movie theater, so... But either way, I'm pretty excited to see the movie. Um, and You know, the, the teaser trailer that they shot for this is, was great. Um, so I'm hoping that the movie takes some of the minor criticisms that kind of have surrounded the original uh, one, the 2018 film, uh, that have, you know, kind of slowed the hype of it down a little bit. I still love the movie. Um, but I think they'll, they'll take those minor complaints and, and be able to work with them and, and make changes to it and make a really awesome movie and, uh, out of this one. So I'm pretty pumped to say the least. All right. right Maniac Mike, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is, uh, I know it's in question, but I, I was on the hype train last year. I will continue to drive the hype train this year. Um, and that is. Denis Villeneuve's Dune um, and I, I want to see if he really has tamed this beast of a, of a franchise of a movie yeah. um, honestly I don't know if he can I don't know if anybody can to be totally honest um, but then you, you look at the lineup of actors and actresses I mean uh, you have uh, one of Jody's favorite uh Timothy Chalamet, you know, then you have well, one of my favorite, Rebecca Ferguson, um, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård. I mean, Zendaya's in it, and mm-hmm. you, it just keeps going. And I want to know how all these people fit into one movie. Um, plus, Dune, the, the book is science fiction. It, it is a classic in science fiction uh, and some great literature. Um, so my number one is, uh, Denis Villeneuve's, uh, Dune. Fair enough. I, I understand that one for sure. Jigsaw Jody, what's your number one? My number one is Halloween Kills. Uh, Halloween was my first horror movie at the age of 12. And that franchise has been my favorite franchise ever since. And 2018 for me was perfect. I don't have any issues or complaints or anything for that mm-hmm. film. I just, I love everything about it. I thought they expertly made a wonderful film and I've been waiting for the sequel ever since, but also not only that, it's my most anticipated because I will be coming down to watch it with you guys. Yay. That'll be a good Yay. time. For sure. We're, we're definitely looking forward to that one. I, uh, Hope, hopefully all this stuff is done by, by yes. then. I... Pandemic aside. Yes. Yeah. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm sick of this stuff for sure. Uh, it's time to get back to normal. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hope that the, you know, we're able to flatten the curve and and uh, get well vaccinated and move on. <laughs> so, definitely excited for that. Um, Motley, what's your number one? 
Um, my number one. Um, it was originally going to be a movie called Babylon, but it seems like that one's going to be delayed. Um, from what I just read online, yes, last night that I already had that put as my number one, and then coming to find out it's being delayed. That's the next Damien Chazelle movie. But um, my number one then is Dune. Um, I, I'm not one that loved the books, but I do love science fiction. I love Denny Denny Villeneuve, and uh, everybody like you guys have just said, it's. It sounds amazing. It's, you know, all-star cast. Um, everything just kind of fits together with this picture, and I'm really excited for it. I really hope it gets released this year, and, uh, yeah, that's going to be my most anticipated with how uh, how much hype it has and how great it looks. Fair enough. I I can understand that for sure, and uh, I hate to, to go along with the crowd, but my number <laughs> one is Dune. I can't not. Um <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be a hipster. I've been a Denis Villeneuve fan since day one. Uh, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. his movies, I've been tooting his horn for a long time. I've said it since they announced it. I've been excited. I understand the the concerns because Dune. If frankly, I, as much as I like Dune the novel, I make fun of it all the time because it's such a drawn out and really frankly boring book. Um, but you know, if anyone can really do the book justice, I think it's Denis Villeneuve. Like I really do. I, I think I think if you're gonna get a director to give an interesting take um, on this film, I think it's him. The the question will be whether this does well in the box office. You know, again, because Blade Runner is one of the best movies of that year, and it utterly failed in the box office. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think at this point the studios know what they're getting with Denis, but I really hope that that uh this one is successful because i would hate to see him go from making top tier mainstream like budgeted movies to go have to go back down to like lower budget movies because i mm-hmm. i think because but eventually i think it'll happen because it, blade runner was really really bad in sales apparently um mm-hmm. uh, again studios do do these passion projects from time to time uh, but I, I'm just curious about the mainstream appeal of Dune overall, you know, like how many, you know, of your friends can you think of that want to sit through a probably three, four hour long movie uh, with readings of Muad'Dib, regardless of who's in it, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it does. I'm very pumped, though. I, I think Dune mm. is going to be I, I think it has a, a potential to be one of the most exciting movies of the decade, frankly. I think this is going to shape up to be either a masterpiece or, again, like a David Lynch type thing of, okay, well, this is a weird oddity of cinema history and yeah. probably best left alone. And uh, Yeah, I, I think it's going to be kind of like you said, it's going to be like one of the biggest hits of the next century or it's going to be, in a century from now, a cult classic. Yeah. One of the two probably, so, yeah. I, I I hope it I hope it's the I hope it's just a big hit mm-hmm. from from day one, but I have my concerns. <laughs> yeah. Either way, Dune's my number one, so <laughs> definitely seems like we're all pretty excited about Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a lot of movies to be excited about though in general for 2021. Uh, I, again, there's so many that I would like to include. I didn't put Saint Maud on here, and it probably would have been like my number one or two had it been not coming out within like the next month so uh hopefully anyway um but according to a24 they're releasing it soon so that's one to be excited for and uh plenty of movies seem to be coming out but uh it'll be interesting to see which movies are able to be released like conjuring 3 i think its concern is 
are they going to be able to film during the pandemic? Because I don't think that one's done. Movies like Dune are done. Uh, Or post-processing needs to be done anyway. Same with Halloween. You know, these movies are ready. You know, they just need uh, time to release. But um, movies like The Conjuring or Spiral or Army of the Dead, it's like, are they able to actually finish this movie? You know, in time. So that's a concerning thing about this year, and be be interesting to to see develop over time. Does anyone else have anything we want to add before we close out the show? Nope. May the may the year be blessed with great movies. No joke. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's been a good year for movies. Uh, weirdly, uh, been quite a few really good movies, especially coming out recently. That's n- normally the the case, but um, very good year really in movies. Still, um, all things considered. So, anyone else have anything? Nope. Alrighty. Well, I guess we uh, will talk to y'all later. Enjoy your week and watch some movies. Have a good one. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies... Hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends and uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.